It's Amy's Table, a girl's guide to living with Amy Tobin on Q102. Pull up a chair and join us. Ashley Blom is a food writer and author living in Austin, Texas, and she's joining me today on Amy's Table to talk about her first book, How to Eat a Lobster and Other Edible Enigmas Explained. I love the sound of this book. The minute I saw it, we arranged to have Ashley come on the show, and she's joining me now to talk about just that. Ashley, I love this. I love the name of the book. I think you've got so much good information, not just for millennials, but for the general public. But tell me a little bit about what got you from idea to authorship. Um, thank, by the way, thank you so much for uh, the kind words about my book. It's my first book, so I'm, I'm very excited to talk about it today. Um, so I kind of came into the whole literary world in a unique way, um, starting with a love of writing when I won a contest when I was six, um, and then it was another contest that I won when I was 25 that uh, really helped catapult me into publishing. So um, I actually tweeted a book idea at the Lisa Eckes group, and uh, they were having a contest for uh, So You Want to Write a Cookbook, and I ended up winning that contest and got agency representation through them, and then they set me up with Quirk, and through Quirk, we've been um, really just bouncing ideas off each other, and this book kind of came to fruition uh, through working with my editor over there and coming up with this list of things that people who are beginning their culinary adventures want to know. And it it evolved uh, so much from when it was first conceptualized to the little adorable book that you're holding in your hands right now. And I think the illustrations by Lucy Engel just really helped bring it to life as well. So it was kind of an up-and-down journey uh, to get me to the actual book publishing process, but kind of unique and kind of um, reflective of being a millennial is uh, the whole Twitter contest thing. Yeah, I love that. I love that. And yet, of course, if it hadn't been a really good, strong concept, you wouldn't have won. So you had the talent. You were just lucky you got the recognition in that way. Well, interestingly, I do think that, you know, the world has become so casual. And and while this has got some culinary technique, it's also got some etiquette, as you mentioned. And it's funny, I think that good manners are a little bit being lost, aren't they? And and I love that you're giving some tips on that to the millennial age group. Yeah, definitely. And I don't I don't think it's necessarily because like, millennials are rude. I think they just don't know. Like, we're not right. being taught at, like, not all of us had sit-down dinners with family. A lot of us had, like, two working parents. So that whole kind of family dinner where you would learn these things from your parents is being lost a little bit. Um, and I know that if I'm presented with something like, uh, oh, my gosh, what my friends ask me the most is how they know what fork to use. And I wouldn't know. I'd be pulling out my phone to try to figure this out. Pulling out your phone is its own faux pas these days. Exactly. So, yeah, I kind of looked at it as I'm not trying to be stuffy. I'm not trying to be pinkies out here. It's just a primer of what you should do if you're in maybe a fancier situation or maybe you're meeting your your boyfriend or girlfriend's parents for the first time. You don't want to make a fool out of yourself. So it's just kind of the basics to, to be polite and not unknowingly offend anyone or be rude. Yep. 
Yeah. And that's a real, I mean, you're giving people a tool that will help them in life for sure. I mean, you know what? Mm -hmm. The thing about manners is you don't really notice good manners. You really notice bad manners. And, you know, you don't really notice good etiquette, but you really notice bad etiquette. So when Mm -hmm. you talk about what fork to use, the way that I was always taught, of course, is that they're laid out in the order that you're going to use them and start from the outside in. Do you ever talk to people about the B&D idea of knowing which side is your bread plate and which is your drink? Um, no, I have not. I am going to share this with you. (laughs) I'll tell you what, you can put it in your next book. (laughs) Okay. So make the okay sign with both your right and your left hand. Do you know what Mm -hmm. I mean? Where you put your thumb and your first finger together? Yep. Okay. So your left hand is like a small B and your right hand is like a small D. And if you ever look at the table and you're like, oh, hell, is that my bread plate or my neighbor's? <laughs> Make this sign on your lap, look down, uh-huh. and you'll see, oh, my God, bread is on my left, my drink is on my right. That is so smart. There you go. <laughs> there you go. Oh, my gosh. That will totally be a call out if I have an update to the the place setting one. (laughs) But, you know, it is those simple things that it's like that saves you all kinds of embarrassment from taking your future boss's bread or, you know, whatever. But so tell me, lobster. Lobster was sort of your first idea. and, And you were surprised that all of America didn't know how to eat a lobster? Yeah, well, you see, I grew up in, uh, I grew up in New England. So lobster was just, it was, I mean, it was my childhood. It was every vacation I'd ever been on. Right. So, um, I didn't really realize that there were places where that isn't the norm. It's not something that they eat all the time. And even though we've gotten to a point in society where even though I, like, don't live by the seashore, I can still get, uh, seafood. It lobsters isn't as common in those places where the the ocean isn't as easily accessible. So, um, yeah, I was baffled that there's people that didn't realize how exactly to eat a lobster. And then I ended up moving to Texas uh, when I was 26, and it was so different. There's just so many different culinary things happening here, and so many of my friends had never eaten lobster before. But they had eaten crawfish, which was something I had never eaten. And then they couldn't fathom that I'd never eaten crawfish. So it was definitely a learning experience for me, um, like figuring out what different parts of the country and might have might have grown up with that I hadn't. So yeah. That was fun to explore. <laughs> well, and I love that. Obviously, it's going to be hard for you to explain it on the air without the, uh, you know, benefit of this gorgeous little illustration that's in the book. But give us a 101. <laughs> So, someone brings us with a whole lobster. Where do we yep. start? Well, for one, you want to make sure that it is bright red because that means it's cooked. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, <laughs> um, so, it, you can either start at the claws or the tail. Uh, just my personal preference is I start at the claw. And a twisting motion will actually bring that whole arm off of the body. Um, and then from there, you twist. The claw, so it's totally off, and you're usually going to be presented with uh, these little nutcracker type things, and you use those to to uh, crack open the claws. And what I actually do also is I take the claw and kind of the sum of the claw and pull that off first, and you'll usually get like a good chunk of meat off with that, um, and that's kind of kind of your first bite. 
um, and then you use the nutcracker to crack open the claw. And um, usually you'll also be presented with like a little fork. Um, You can use that to pull the meat out as well if you're not wanting to kind of get in there with your hands. Um, And then from there, you can either eat the lobster or dip it in butter. Um, And yeah, the the little kind of arm of the lobster after you've taken the claw off, um, that can be kind of hard to get the meat out as well. So either taking the fork and prying it out that way or using the nutcracker to uh, get more of that shell off. Um, With the tail, it's very similar. You twist the tail off the body and pull, um, and it should come off rather easily. Um, And then I pull off the flippers. Um, And there's a little bit of meat in those, but it's it's usually a little bit more trouble than it's worth. Um, And then kind of the the tail will curl. So what I do is I um, bend it back the opposite way, and then you can just take your fork and push the rest of the meat out. that's a nice big chunk of meat, which you can then use your fork and knife to uh, cut it down further, dip it in the butter. Both of those are delicious. Um, My favorite part is the claw. I feel like it's a little bit more tender than the tail. Mm -hmm. Um, And then if you're really feeling adventurous, you can actually pull the top off of the lobster body and look for this little green bit, which is called the tamale. And uh, lobster aficionados love the tamale. It's a little bit too intense for me. It's too um, intense for me, too. I avoid it like the plague. In fact, I avoid the whole center of the body. I I am such a wimp. There's a little bit of, like, the red meat that's in there, kind of in between the little, I call them ribs, but I don't think that's what they're actually called, uh, the little, like, bits in there. Uh, there's a little little red bits that you can take out with your fork, and they taste like the rest of the lobster. Right. Uh, my favorite when I was little was the little spindly legs, because I would just pull that pull those off and kind of work uh, almost like a little push-up pop. <laughs> right. Uh pinch up the legs and uh, put it in my mouth like little little lobster straws. So those are fun too, but a lot of, I remember my parents would just throw those out because, again, more trouble than it's really worth. Right. But it's still a lot of fun. Ashley Blum, thank you. thank you. What a cute book. Congratulations thank on you how so you much. got there, and it's lots of great tips inside. you got to make sure to check it out. How to Eat a Lobster and Other Edible Enigmas Explained by Ashley Blum. Ashley, thanks so much for joining me on Amy's Table. Thank you. Stick around for another helping from Amy's Table on Q102. Q! It's Amy's Table with Amy Tolman, yeah. Q102. Kristen here, reminding you not to do things. What I mean is, with same-day delivery for everything from gifts to groceries, you only have to do the things you want to do. To not do the other things, visit shipped.com. That's S H I P T.com.